Welcome to the Nerd Party. Want to be a part of the Nerd Party community? Don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the nerd party and follow us on Twitter at join nerd party. You can also help us by leaving a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts to help spread time and space to other listeners. If you want to contact us, visit thenerdparty.com slash contact, click on our show logo, and leave a comment for us there. podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. December continues. It does. It sort of feels like it's steamrolling through. That's right. Well, next week will be Christmas. It will. Oh my gosh, yeah. Next week, tomorrow. Exactly. We have not put up a tree. No. It's because there's no Doctor Who Christmas special. So what's the point? (laughs) This is true, yes. Although... You do like to keep your Christmas tree up for the 12 days of Christmas. That's right. And there is going to be a Doctor Who New Year's special. That's true. And our tree would normally be up. Mm -hmm. So it all comes together. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yes. It all makes perfect sense now. (laughs) So we'll be continuing to talk about uh, the Capaldi era of Doctor Who with the 12th Doctor in the 12th month. But of course... We've been getting some trailers and teasers and articles and previews about the new series of Doctor Who, of course, the Whitaker era. Yep. Um, So, yeah, it'll just be two weeks until we're watching new Doctor Who. Wow. That's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, we'll we'll get back into our our, uh, weekly reviews. Um, Obviously, we have the New Year's special, and then we're scheduled that Sunday. I've already forgotten what that is. First is Wednesday. Do appropriate math to the Sunday. Um, oh, the fifth. The fifth. Is that when we're going to see it in the movie? When we're going to yeah. go see it in the movie theater. Because that's... that's my mother's birthday. Oh, yes. We are cool. skipping that. For Doctor Who. For Doctor Who. Priorities, people. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, we're looking forward to that. It's supposed to be this one of those Fathom events things that we go to. So, it's supposed to, you know, replay the New Year's special. And then there's supposed to be a live Q&A with uh, Jody and the rest of the cast and, I don't know, maybe other folks. And then there's supposed to be a... Uh, little teaser about, I guess, part two, because I suppose the New Year special is supposed to be part one of part two, Spyfall, I believe. Uh, is... Speaking of two-parters. Yes. Oh, no, that's all I had to say. Okay. I, I was just offering you this fantastic segue, and I thought you were going to run with it. And I thought you were going to take over and step up. Uh, no, that was never going to. Okay. Yeah, no, carry on, my love. <laughs> yes, for two-parters, we're going to be talking about the 12th Doctor with the Zygon invasion and... The Zygon Inversion. And then for our Inside the TARDIS Library, we're going to be talking about some 12th Doctor comics. Woo-hoo. So, well, let's get into it. Um, did you expect a sequel to the 50th anniversary? I did not expect a sequel to the 50th anniversary. I am down with it, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect it. Although, we watched the... Um, behind the scenes, Doctor behind Who Extra. The, Doctor Who Extra. 
um, that suggested that, you know, Stephen Moffat? Yep. Is that who we're on? Mm-hmm. Uh, totally knew. He was like, yeah, no, I'm not done with this. Yeah, he sort of had said in the Doctor Who extras that he sort of had this story vaguely in mind um, before the 50th. Um, and so, which of course that would have been during the Matt Smith era. Um, but I guess he just never had a chance to do... I, I, I think he said David Tennant wanted Zygons, and so this was a chance in the 50th for him mm. to finally get a Zygon story. Because I'm, tr- Ugh, my head's. I guess there were no. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be wrong when I say this, but I don't think there are any Zygons in New Who until the 50th anniversary. I believe I'm right at that. Yeah, so uh-huh. um, <clears throat> this would be then their second appearance um, in New Who. But okay, well let's talk about the Zygons. I'm trying to remember if we've seen a classic Who Zygon story. Something tells me I want to say yes, but I kind of want to say yes too, but I couldn't tell you, you. in what capacity no yeah so but anyway what do you think of at least from what you remember the 50th and then watching this two-parter of the zygons as a doctor who villain yeah again i've said it before i will say it again i always like a villain that is not a villain right and so i love it i think it's great yeah because in the 50th i mean they sort of a picture they are what they are sort of this snarly kind of drooly shapeshifters um, with suckers and all that stuff. But in this one, we get You're sort of... You're a sucker. That's true. For marrying you. Um, <laughs> we get a sort of more nuanced, or at least, yeah, picture of these villains. Of course, they when they are in their natural form, if you want to call it that, they're still snarly and all that. But they're also presented as being cool, you know, wanting to just... Some of the most of them just wanting to live their lives on Earth. Yeah, for and, the most part, they are refugees. Right. And we'll get into that, I suppose, a metaphor. Yes. Um, and we get some new powers. I mean, again, I'm not 100% versed in classic Who, so maybe they have these already. But we have sort of the electrical shock turning people into electric tumbleweeds. Yep. Um, which at first I thought, because it's been a while since I saw this, I thought that was just what a, what a zapped Zygon looks like. But then they zap the humans, humans and they are also yeah. electric tumbleweeds. Yep. So. Yep. Okay. I always think they look like big hairballs. There you go. Well, you're cat-centric. Yeah, Yeah, I am cat-centric. Yes. Yes. Cool. Well, one of the things I thought, you know, we've mostly talked about Capaldi during this 12th Doctor um, month, but let's get into Clara a little bit. Um, um, So, technically speaking, technically speaking, Clara's not in this two-parter that much, but, of course, Jenna Coleman playing... Bonnie. A Zygon disguised as Clara is sort of the main antagonist. So I guess whether you want to talk Jenna or Clara, would you sort of think of her role? Yeah. Um, again, I'm not a fan necessarily of Clara and Capaldi. Um, I liked what they did with this. Uh, I was perfectly happy with her being Bonnie. Um, and she did fine... I don't know. I don't know. It's difficult in those final scenes with the boxes. Um, She's not giving a lot. Yes. You know, he's giving this whole speech about we're all going to end up in this place anyway where we sit down and talk, so let's just skip the war bit and do the talking (laughs) bit. (laughs) And, yeah, there's not a lot that I see... I wanted to see more conflict in her own mind. Right. And didn't necessarily. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, from a director 
director point of view, um, whether you sort of want her playing the quote unquote straight man, allowing Peter to do all his stuff, and you just you're the reactor or you're the. But I don't know. I mean, there's you'd certainly want a dynamic as well. Yeah, you want to actually have reactions. I right. would have thought. And, and she just has sort of a. And I mean, I'm not trying to make fun. She just sort of has the troubled brow. I'm thinking about this and. No, I'm bad, but maybe yes. he's getting into me and I'm making decisions, you know. And so. Yes, and don't get me wrong. I mean, eyebrow acting is an art. That's right. But <laughs> there is more to your face than eyebrow. Yeah, she, she you know, it's a bit of a... Because <clears throat> I was trying to think of more, because we haven't really talked to Clara all that much. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's not that I dislike Clara. It's not like I have an active dislike of Clara. It's just, meh. I mean, you know, if I'm listing my favorite companions, you know, New Who or Classic or whatever, she's not going to be the top of the list. But it's not because, like, you know, it's not like how I feel about the Sixth Doctor. I'm like, ugh. Or, like, how you would feel about Perry. It's yeah, just, yeah it's just, that's true. It's just Clara's just meh. Yeah. And, know. again, I like her with Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. I, I think that her storylines are good. I think that the chemistry there is good. The chemistry just isn't there. And I think it's highlighted... When Bill's brought in. Right. Because the chemistry there... So different. Is yeah. so different. And nar- Narwhal? Yeah. Nardal? Nardal. Yeah, I think Nardal. you're thinking of the thing with the tusk. Yes. That, well, I mean, it's British. Right. Because, you know, right. it's a British weapon these days. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's highlighted when Bill and Nardal are brought in. Because to me, that, that chemistry. And Missy. And there's so much chemistry mm-hmm. between all four of them that's so interesting to watch. And you just don't get it with Clara and Capaldi. Yeah, I think, and I don't know, I feel like this may be an unfair critique I'm about to give of her, because maybe it could be said of all the new, or many of the new two companions, but she always seems to have this magical ability that's never quite just that she has magical abilities. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with hers, though. I mean, at least the others, we sort of have explanations for it. Mm -hmm. Because, like, this one where she's fighting with Bonnie. I mean, it's, it's a cool metaphor where she's sort of, when she's being in the, the Zygon pod and she's sort of in a dream sequence. I like how they sort of do that dream sequence of how, you know, you can't, you don't read things and, you know, yeah. it's all blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that she can take control. So it's like, and of course it's because she's a companion. We want her to win, obviously. So I'm not begrudging that. But it's sort of like, why? You know, what, what's, how is she able to do this? Just because she has a strong will? And I mean, maybe that's the answer, but. You know, they share a brain in some way. Yeah, yeah, it's not explained. And but then again, like if I was Amy, maybe I would be like, oh, "That's fine. Maybe I just don't like Clara." <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, Amy's stuff and Rory's stuff. I mean, I don't know how Rory survived thousands of years as a Roman soldier. Yeah, plastic one. A plastic Roman soldier, and then how he came back to not being plastic. I think he's, it's left. I mean, because how do you have kids? I don't know. We're not going to go into it. I mean, not even how do you have kids, but how do you just not be plastic with a gun in your finger? I mean, um, but yeah, yeah, maybe it is just that we're not that crazy about Clara in this. It's not that I'm thinking about it. Okay. (laughs) Because, sorry, we're going to go off tangent. So like, okay, but the kids was pre-plastic now that I remember correctly because it was on, you know, the honeymoon and then it wasn't until he, um, Mm. no, no, maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm wrong. It was post-plastic. Because he was dressed as Centaurian in the honeymoon suite during the Christmas Carol, so yeah, it was, he was plastic, and yet they somehow still had oh, kids. Oh yeah, of course. Because yeah. then, then the the next series, or maybe the two series later, um, uh, 
Asylum of the Daleks, where they, you know, are about to divorce, and it's ultimately we learn because he wants kids and she can't have it because of, you know, she got messed up during the whole thing. Um, but I'm like, how's he still having it, you know? Yeah. But anyway, we won't go too deep into... I mean, I just sort of presume he stops being plastic. Yeah, but then... But I don't know how, how that happens. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Moffat. Right. Now now, now <laughs> we've just totally blown our arguments out of the water. Exactly. This is just because we're not that crazy about Clara. Exactly. In, uh, the, in this particular iteration. Like I say, I like her with Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. But... Well, let's talk about maybe someone you do like or maybe you don't. Osgood. I do love the Osgoods. Yes, sort of playing the companion for this two-parter since Clara is sort of technically out of it. Um, what do you think of Osgoods? Yeah, I, I, I think they're a great uh, idea. Yep. Yeah, I just, yeah, perfect. Was... A, a fallible, very fallible, you know, with their their inhalers and their Doctor Who Obsession, yeah, cosplay, uh, yeah, cosplay. <laughs> yeah, I just think they're delightful. Yeah, I think, and I've said it before. I think you know, both of us are not huge fans of the first series of Capaldi, but the uh, last episode, but they killed off. Maybe it was the penultimate one. Anyway, but anyway, the, the that last part where they killed off Osgood, I'm like, nope, nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm not watching the episode anymore because what's the point now? You can't kill off a good, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's all, it's fine, I suppose, as a, a narrative structure. But I'm like, no, too good of a character. You can't kill off that too good of a character. You've lost me. Yeah. And so they'll come back and be like, no, kidding. You know, and I was like, no, okay. Yeah. Fine. We, well, we, yeah, we, we killed off one of them. We kept another. It, uh, it's fine. It's we fine. created another. It's fine. It's yeah. it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole uh, getting into the meat of the story. Um, so, you know, you have, theoretically, um, one is human and one's a Zygon. Um, and they're sort of keeping the peace, representative of the peace, the peace incarnate, if you will. Yeah, um, absolutely. When one was killed, then that sort of breaks the peace metaphorically, I suppose, because there's only one of them. And then there you go. Um but we get a lot of uh, interesting sort of things about you have. Uh, I mean, they, you know, it's very terroristic because I mean they even use the words radicalization and mm-hmm. you know, thing. So you have, so you mm-hmm. have the subgroup. I mean, I don't. I feel like I'm saying that the wrong way. But the you have, rebels, the yeah, rebels. Yeah, and you see the Zygons as a whole. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Um, oh right. Yeah, oh yeah. Which I feel like saying "sub" is an insultory term, but I just mean there's you know the, the Zygons. They're a minority, obviously, on the Earth. And then among that minority, you have a minority minority who is upset. I mean, like, they even go really into it. They say, oh, it's the younger generation, um, you know, who's not down with the status quo. And, you know, and obviously you can read into, like, oh, we're, we're living the earth life and we're being oppressed, blah, you know, and stuff like that. And then We want to be able to... Live our lives. Literally, they want to be Zygons. They don't yes. want to be disguised as humans. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which yeah. I think is not a... Right. You can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Not an unreasonable change to want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, once once they are no longer living in fear, once they have managed to survive, and now you've got these people who are, I'm, I'm trying not to get into the metaphors yet, <laughs> but now you have these 
second, third generations of of Zygons right. who have never known anything other than trying to hide their identity. Uh-huh. Or assimilating, uh, if you will. And assimilating mm-hmm. without understanding why they're having to because they didn't live through whatever it is that the Zygons have fled. Right. Um, you know, so so they are in more comfort, less terror, and want the opportunity to be who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, not a not an unreasonable request, and also not a request that is ultimately resolved in any way. No, no, um, no. But I guess the <laughs> the argument is. Ultimately, the means um, of how they choose to yes. act out that conflict. Absolutely. So, Although that's not the discussion that's had. Well, I mean, I think at the end, well, I think if there are a lot of it, um, the doctor at least, the doctor at least, um, is trying to be like, okay, well, you want to talk. You know, I mean, I mean, even maybe if it wasn't the first part, at least the second part. Um, you know, let's talk about let's talk, and you know, and and Bonnie is is not about wanting to talk about, and being... neither is Unit, right? And but and then again, it's there's reasons, but then it, that's the that's the problem, of course, because what Unit would say is, hey, they've killed people, and 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 Kate, I'm trying to remember, mm-hmm. um, is is very like, why am I going to negotiate with terrorists? They've killed our people. I'm not going to negotiate. They've ceased having the ability to negotiate once they started killing people, and. That's understandable. Um, and so when she's trying to throw bombs at them or, you know, it's not crazy, um, that approach. Because you can, you know, but then again, that's the whole tit for tat. And then as the doctor would say, you know, doesn't start stop until someone can forgive. Because, of course, it does turn into a vicious cycle. You did that, then you did that, and then you did that because I did that. And then, you know, and then never ends and we're here for 100 years later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are we ready to talk about the... Um... <laughs> The, the 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 metaphor yet because sure. uh, I'm ready. Yeah, go for it. Um, because yeah, and I think that that's you know when you look at particularly modern war, but even I mean you know World War One, mm-hmm. they fought, and you know the argument is well. Our side was stronger, and we kicked your ass, so get yourself in line. And so they, they do, but then, of course, that gives rise to someone like Hitler, mm-hmm. because Germany was so destroyed by World War One. so did all the fighting, you know, it, uh, yeah. Um, same thing, another one that it brings straight to mind is, is Northern Ireland, you know. All of the, the the horrible things that happened because people and and as as the doctor says, you're eventually going to have to sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. That is a truth. Mm-hmm. You know, once you have finished killing all of these soldiers and civilians and all of these things for a, a you're eventually going to have to sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. Why not bypass all the killing crap and sit down and talk in advance? Yeah, and there's a... And one speech can't do everything, of course. But it does, you know, a 70% job of exploring this issue. Because when he's sort of 
for lack of a better word, interrogating Bonnie. You know, okay, so you win, then what? And which, you know, is how many metaphors has it been of let's fight a war, but we have no idea what the plan is for afterwards. Um, but, you know, it can, it can go both ways, you know, using an American example. So what's the bad way it can go? Well, the war in Iraq. Okay. Well, the second one, you know, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Um, you know, we're going to have this war, and what's going to happen after you defeat Saddam and all that? Uh, you know, and then there was no plan, and that's when everything went to heck. In a good way, how does that mean? Uh, the American Revolution. We're going to defeat Britain. <laughs> you know, and we had the Articles of Confederation sort of written on the fly, and that's how we're going to have a government, and that didn't really work, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, you know, can cut both ways, obviously. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And and everybody has to be on board. Because mm-hmm. um, then what when he asked, and I mean, this is what it comes down to. Now, a lot of people, you know, to choose your conflict um, and then choose who you think would be the representatives of the conflict. And, you know, when the doctor asks, what do you really want? What What do you really want? And I don't know if, uh, from a writing standpoint, maybe they simplify Bonnie a little too much um, as the antagonist because she says, I want war. Okay. I mean, no, that's not... I mean, maybe it is what you want, but I feel like what you want is for the Zygons to live in their own identity, but that's not what she says. And so that's what makes it a little easier to play that conflict. Um, Because if someone just wants a war for the sake of war, then okay. Although that would have been an interesting angle to take Uh for the doctor. You know, the doctor is is banging on at Bonnie. And and as part of that, he says, what do you want? And she says, I want Zygons to be able to live under their own power. And then Kate can get into the discussion of, Mm -hmm. well, this is why that won't work or this is how it could work. And then we've got, and then instead of just this complete change in her, Mm -hmm. we've got this dialogue between both sides. And that may have been another, another way to take that, another direction to go in. Because I think it's important to, because at the end of the day, this con, this particular conflict, there wasn't any compromise. Bonnie right. said, okay, we'll stop doing it. And Kate said, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there was no give and take where there could have been. Well, yes. I mean, I suppose the give from the Kate side, the Terran, the human side, if you will, is to ignore everything that happened. You know, and that's obviously, that's probably one of the hardest parts of you have, I mean, I don't know if you want to use an Irish example, but, you know, you have a leader who has a lot of blood on their hands, and we're just going to say, okay, you're you're fine, I guess. You get to be in charge still, you know, or, or you know. Well, and I think, I think Northern Ireland's an excellent contemporary example of that because it's so clear. Hmm. Um, people like Ian Paisley... And Jerry Adams both have a lot of blood on their hands, mm-hmm. and whether literally or metaphorically. And mm-hmm. they are both. Ian Paisley might be dead now. I'm not sure. He's mm-hmm. he's he's quite old anyway. But they were both very much in positions of power on either side after the the ceasefire. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, a good example of how that can work, even if it's tenuous. You know, I, it, yeah. Because I think it's a, a again, mm. I think they don't touch on it. 
I mean, they do, but they don't dig into it. And so it's up to the viewer how you want to react, where the doctor says, I forgive you. And in whatever sense he means. But, I mean, that's a, I mean, she's killed a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, like, mm. you know, a lot of people. Um, you know, an entire town. I mean, whether it's her personally or under her direction. And so, I mean, that, that's a lot. That's a big ask um, that the doctor is doing himself, you know, and then asking basically for unit for humans to do. Um, and so it's a big thing. But if you don't, then it just gets worse. Right. But and I mean, so, isn't that the human thing? I mean, you know, yeah, we, no, turning absolutely. the other cheek is yeah. good in theory, but it, you know, yeah. if it was your family, they killed, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but you have to, yeah. I would, there was a, a customer who came into the shop today and, uh, my uncle was talking about, oh, he was a minister, and so my uncle, who's trying to retire, was like, oh, I may not be here next year. And the minister was like, oh, none of us might be. And I was like, okay. And, and then my uncle Gary was like, oh, yeah, North Korea might go crazy and bomb us. And the minister was like, oh, we have so many bigger things that we can get them with. And I was like, but if they've already hit the button, <laughs> doesn't matter how much we hit them with after that. We may completely wipe them off the face of the earth, but they will have already gotten us. Right. You know? <laughs> so so being like, oh, we got bigger guns, that, that doesn't fix it. No. Maybe we need to figure out ways to fix it. So <laughs> nobody's bombing anybody. It's right. crazy. And simplistic to an extent. Because yeah. um, then it's, I mean, that's, you know, if, and whether he would admit it, or who knows, I don't, you know, let's, uh, you know, uh, oh, great, I'm forgetting his name, I don't call him by his father's name, but jung Yil or what? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm probably, you know, whatever his name is. The leader of North Korea, I just, you know, I'm, I want to say Jung-un. Kim, Kim, but that's Kim his Jung-un. father, isn't no, it? No, I don't think okay, so. Okay, anyway. Um, but anyway, you know, if you asked him the body moment, what do you want? Like, what do you really want? What, what's this all about? What do you really want? Is, is that it... a body moment or a Spice Girls moment? <laughs> really, 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 really want. Yeah. Um, you know, is it just going to be, you know, and, you know we're not going to do geopolitics right now, but is it just like, I just want to be recognized as a real leader of a country or I just want to have all the things I ever wanted? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, but you know, it's, it's curious to ask and then whether they're ever going to be honest with themselves and then we get into psychology. Yeah. You know, maybe they don't even know what they want. But anyway. But I, you know, it's it's a interesting story, and there's a lot to explore into the depths. But uh, let's zoom out a little bit and just talk about the Doctor right now, and and you know the twelfth Doctor, Peter Capaldi, the whole era. Because sometimes we, well, I don't know, I'll say I, you know, can sort of when I look at the new Who uh, from nine to thirteen, you know, twelve usually is probably going to get my lower rating across the board but then we have these two parters and i and i think without going too deep into thinking about it 12 has good two parters mm. um because 11 who is my favorite doesn't always have my favorite two parters in fact i actually don't like his two parters um but 12 usually brings them i mean some they're all they're all epic which i guess that's the point of a two-parter but not really because i think about the 11 two-parters of like the hungry earth which you know it's okay but i mean you know it's not like epic it's just and uh, or um the plastic people, you know, mm. well, the 12th doctor, it's sort of like when the, what, I forget what they are, the mummies take over with bill, um, and they create the pyramids or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. That was a two, you know, and then you have this one, which is the Zygons, a two parter, um, you know, death of, again, I'm ignoring his first series. <laughs> um, cause the heaven one's weird, but anyway, but I mean, I think he 
I mean, of course, it's Moffat, but whatever. But I, I think the twelfth Doctor is able to have the sense of epicness better. Yes, and boy, he and part of it perhaps mm-hmm. is the fact that he can monologue the crap out of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a good <laughs> monologuer, mm-hmm. um, and that's a lot of fun to watch. Yes, kind of um, so has that Captain Picard aspect of. At, well, and I was gonna say. As much as I love Matt Smith, mm-hmm. Capaldi's age gives him a little more gravitas right. for those sorts of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I think it works better for him in that way. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm thinking, and maybe it's just, I mean, it's not just an age thing, because you also have to have the actor skills, which oh, yeah, Peter yeah. does. Because I'm thinking, so the the speech we're all talking about in that part two. So I'm thinking of, like, all the other actors, like Ken Eccleston making that, or Tennant making that, or Smith making that, um, or even Whitaker, you know, doing it. Um, I mean, they would all be very different, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Eccleston would be the most interesting to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can see them all doing it, and I think they would all bring it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, both as a- themselves as actors, and also as their doctors. Mm-hmm. Their character. Uh, how that would choices, be. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think... As much as, you know, and it's not like I actively disliked the 12th Doctor. Well, after the first series. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think he does carry it well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he wants to know so badly which Osgood, which species Osgood is. I think it's a very much, a, I don't know if it's the 12th Doctor or just the Doctor in general, the thing of being like, because the running joke, of course, is everyone keeps asking. And I think he can play it where he's like, no, it's not important. But then when he's alone, like, no, no, tell me. Because he wants yeah, to know. He, that's, yeah. that's the doctor. He wants to know the answer well, to everything. Well, and I sort of felt like it's a, a mechanism by which Osgood can say over and over again, it's not important. Right. I'm not going to tell you that's not, I'm Osgood. That's <laughs> the end of it. Um, I almost wish they'd chosen a different character with which to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know. To me, it takes a little bit of something away from the idea if Capaldi is going, which one? Go on. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and then what about, I mean, we kind of talked about it, but the doctor creating the box dilemma. Um, which I thought the, maybe I missed the line this time, but I thought the line was in there that you know once I had to make a choice of the box once, but I don't know. No, he yeah he, he said, said it. He yeah. said it. I think maybe yeah. I missed it then. But anyway, but again, this being the sequel to the fiftieth of having mm-hmm. the box with a button again, yep, and having to make a decision. I like the fact that it's two boxes and two buttons. Yeah. I think it's wildly convenient that the bu- the buttons are already labeled truth and consequences. Yeah, it it was one of those things. <laughs> Yes, yes, I agree. Because, I mean, you have this truth or consequences that's sort of the um, Zygon Rebellion's mantra. Um, And then you have it actually being a place in New Mexico. Um, Which, okay, I mean, I felt like that probably would have followed the form. You know, like, we got this mantra. You know, it's also a place. Well, let's go to the place. You know, we want to be on brand. Um, And then also the doctor to have labeled the box. But I guess, theoretically... And I, I don't know, what do you think of this twist, in as much as it is a twist, that this has happened before? Oh, the, I liked that a lot. 
he may have labeled them differently after the third time. Like, oh, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I liked it. And my only issue with it was, mm. well, gosh, this has happened 12 times and Kate's not aged at all. You know, <laughs> this keeps happening. Perhaps we need to find another solution. Right. Um, and also, this happened 12 fi- times and you're just now finding a replacement for Osgood. Yeah. yeah. There are questions. I mean, I like it as an idea of, no, this is the way it works out, and this has happened before. I don't mind that. It leaves a lot of gaps, though. Yeah, because, I, I mean, the, the obvious, well, I say the obvious. The obvious metaphor is, of course, is that this whole story of rebellion, war, conflict is happens all the time. Of course. That's what they're trying to say, of course. Um, but then when you think that this literally has happened a lot, I mean, like, Watching it this time, and I don't know if I tried to do it the whole time, but when we started, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to watch this. The Doctor has done this three, eleven more times. Yeah. It doesn't look like it. <laughs> yeah. And also, you'd think people would have noticed, because right. the only person's memory that they well, wipe is Kate's. Yeah. Well, and the two Zygons who are in there with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are a lot of people who have got dead people. Yeah, I was going to say. What <laughs> What are we telling them? Mm-hmm. Is this another gas leak? Is that what is happening? <laughs> no, it's, here? uh, who's the... Illusionist, Darren Brown. That's it. Darren Brown. Okay, yes. it's a Darren Brown incident. Okay, like yes. like in the fiftieth, they say we're gonna have to put this on Darren Brown again. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bless poor Darren Brown. He gets all the blame. <laughs> Matt Ricardo gets no blame at all, and that's just not fair. Um, but yeah, so that it leaves some gaping holes. But I appreciated the metaphor of. Right. This happens. And again, I, you know, my as I always say, Doctor Who fandom, I don't try to think about it too much. I yeah. just appreciate and also, if we're happens. wiping their memories, how do we expect them to learn? <laughs> how do we expect them to grow as people if we're wiping their memories? Of course they're going to do the same thing over again. They've got, not got the opportunity to learn for, from Well, it. I think that may be an unintentional or intentional metaphor there because we don't seem to learn. Oh, well, this is true. We seem to have very short memories about war and conflict. Rid- ridiculously short memories mm-hmm. so well what about just in this the strengths of the 12th doctor i have written down what do you what do you think about sometimes i've said you know dude can monologue the crap out <laughs> of stuff well what else i mean you know, his, his characteristics of both being grumpy but but uh insightful mm, um the gravitas of pulling out things from people mm-hmm. um you know, I mean, the example that jumps into mind may not be the best one. Um, Kill the Moon, you know, where he's trying to draw out of Clara and the two other, well, the girl and the woman, you know, that you, you need to make this decision. You know, that trying to draw out of people, whether it's mentoring or not, or whatever you want to call it. Maybe you'd call it paternalistic in some, but just trying to... to yeah, not, you don't not often necessarily see that, in a pejorative way. Yeah, no, exactly. But you don't necessarily see that from the other doctors as much. Mm. Of him. Yeah, I think he's a very thoughtful doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, when we're talking about the effects of the time war on all of our doctors, he's the one who got to see a different choice, a thoughtful, forgiving choice. Mm-hmm. And we see that throughout his tenure. Mm-hmm. And I think. That's pretty clear. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think of you know he has the gruffness, the mm-hmm. 
all you people are idiots instead of except for me. Um, but it does turn into something else because I mean I think at the beginning, again first series, uh, you know it, it kind of turns off like well why do you even want to help people because it seems like you don't care less about them, um, or you care less. I always forget that phrase. People don't like that. <laughs> anyway, um, seems like you don't care much um, to to a point that maybe you're even apathetic about saving people, which of course is what that first deep breath is about. And, you know, Clark's like he doesn't even care. Um, but yeah, I just that whole dynamic of, and he's also, and you know, they talk about this, and I don't mm-hmm. remember which episode it is. Why did he choose this face? Oh yes, yes. Um, and he chose that face, putatively anyway. the The implication is he chose that face because that face belonged to people that were saved, right. You know, when when all is hopeless, there are people save still one. to save. Yeah, yeah save one mm-hmm. or one family, or yeah. you know, whatever. But I think all of those things again come into play when we're looking at this. You know, and he is grumpy, and it, it comes to a head at the end where he's like, "I don't want to regenerate anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired. I'm sick of it. I'm mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over again." And, you know, that that's part of it. And just because you're tired and don't want to do it anymore doesn't mean you don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it's time to give a woman a chance. And then it's time to let a woman <laughs> clean up your messes. All right. Well, with that, let's go into the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. And for this portion, I'm going to talk about a uh, volume of comics I picked up over at a used bookstore during Black Friday. Um, this was the Doctor Who 12th Doctor collection from Titan Comics. And this is sort of volume one um, called Terror Former. Yeah. Um, but it's just the first, first five issues of the 12th Doctor comic series um, from Titan Comics. And uh, would you like to read the synopsis? On I would the back? love to read the synopsis on the back. Thank you for pointing to exactly where it was on the back. It's a huge book. I never would have found it. The Twelfth Doctor has just regenerated, but the universe won't give him a minute's rest, not when there's a violent star on the warpath on a terraformed ice planet or an ancient alien masquerading as the goddess Kali, murdering her way towards resurrection in the year 2314. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because I think, I don't know what, ish, like, you know, because it's just a volume, a hardcover volume, but... I think maybe I'm on issue three or four, maybe because there's sort of it seems what you read two stories, and I sort of finished the first one already. That's the one with the the violent star, and I thought that was an interesting story. Probably would have made a good big finish episode, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the second story um, with the goddess Kali because um, we're in India in the future, so it's very interesting. Um, I think <laughs> my uh, thing I sort of had to, to read twice or to I mean read's comic, but um, was uh, they show. In the beginning of the second story, um, Da Vinci painting the Mona Lisa, and then I had to look at it really closely uh, because it's Clara. <laughs> oh yeah. And apparently Leonardo's taking some uh, artistic liberties. Um, 
So I thought that was interesting. But yeah, it's it's been interesting, especially and I'm it's one of those things I'm wondering because whether it's novels or comics or something in a new property. And by this, I mean the Twelfth Doctor has just started. I don't know if they started this before the show started mm. or whether it was afterwards. Um, and, and I can't tell. I mean, so I, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely on. You know, definitely sounds like the Twelfth Doctor and Clara. But it's interesting, you know, how much they've they've gotten or haven't gotten from what's already appeared. I mean, they certainly have the uh, costume, for the, the most part, uh, on point. But yeah, I thought it was very interesting. There were a lot of good um, Hitchhiker's jokes and the uh, Hitchhiker's Got a Galaxy jokes in the first story. Um, Fjords and 42 and all that, because it's about planet building, which is um, mm. a thing in Hitchhiker's Got. And, um, and then Clara's very heroic, as she always is. And so I'm in the beginning of the second story, which I thought was interesting because the doctor gets a call from someone who he met in a previous incarnation when he was the fourth doctor. Um, so I think that was sort of interesting to have the, you know, you've met someone and they call you back and you don't know which incarnation it is and all yeah. that. So, so yeah, so far I'm enjoying it. It's a, it's a very good. So cool. yeah, I don't know if everyone reads uh, Doctor Who comics, but... Um, of course everyone reads Doctor <laughs> Who comics But yeah, definitely an enjoyable one You should check out Alright Well, as I said, next week is Christmas time woo woo. So we're going to be talking about Christmas specials That's right and I don't know whether we're going to pick one or watch a bunch It's just whatever we want to do, I guess But we'll be talking about the 12th a 12th Doctor Christmas special or 12th Doctor Christmas specials because, so if I can do this off my head, there was, in no particular order, because now I feel like I'm going to get the order wrong, <laughs> um, Doctor Mysterio, The Return of Doctor Mysterio. That was a Christmas special, right? Um, then there was The Husbands of River Song. Mm-hmm. Then there was Last Christmas. I feel like, well, then there was Twice Upon a Time. Yeah, 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 that's the last one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think that's all of them. But anyway, so we either may watch one or more than one. Because the Return of Doctor Mysterious, I don't remember there being any particular Christmas element to it. Um, but anyway, so we'll figure it out one way or the other. And that'll be our sort of uh, last hurrah of our Doctors in Focus before we go back to reviewing new Doctor Who. Woohoo! All right. Well, thanks as always to Wally and the Sononauts for providing us with their jazz Doctor Who theme tune. And until next week, enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time, time and space. space. This is BBC Television.